0: Hey, love! Welcome to the Be Love Podcast. I'm your girl, Brandi Luna, a 29-year-old full-life gal who journeyed through childhood and teen trauma, met Jesus at 17, and watched him restore my life mentally, physically, and spiritually. Nowadays, I wake up with purpose, drive, and calling to serve people in those three areas, Which brings us to this show. One day we could be talking about relationships or healing in certain areas, and the next we could be talking about our diet and how to care for our bodies. Whatever the case, I pray that each episode serves you in some way. So, without further ado, let's hop right into what God has for us today on Be Loved. Hello, 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 darlings! I am back with another episode of. Be Love Podcast, and I'm so excited as usual for this week's episode regarding purity. Oh Jesus! Oh no, we got this up on some toes today. Oh my goodness! But I guarantee you, friend, that if you're not married and this gears to you, or you have a teenager that needs to hear this, or it would benefit them in their walk with the Lord and all the pressures and temptations of sex um, throughout. Teen, our teenage years or young adult years, where you know it's before marriage, then I would have just—I'm just, just going to say—I would have just been so thankful for someone to really, really step into this thing with me and really teach me as to why why it is that God wants us to wait for marriage um, to have sex. So it's a beautiful thing, and I'm ready to jump into this topic, hoping and praying that your heart is impacted. And it truly influences you by the Holy Spirit to pursue purity before marriage regarding our sex life. So without furthermore, let's get right into it. Woo! Okay, so before we jump into this topic, guys, I want to lift this topic uh, or this episode up in prayer because I believe it's super just touchy and... Again, like I said in the intro, the world's uh, just view of sex just really is tempting for the body of Christ to, you know, get sucked into that way of thinking, and um, I just don't want us to miss out on God's blessing of sex within marriage, and I'll get a little more personal here in a second, but before that, we go in, let's pray. Oh, Lord, thank you so much, Father, just for every good thing that we have in life. Lord, your word says that every good thing comes from you, Lord. And I truly believe that with all my heart, Father, because you are good. You are so good. And speaking of good, Lord, I thank you for this word that you've prompted on my heart to release on this podcast of purity, God. Regarding purity, Lord, I believe, Lord, that it's, it's precious to your heart. It's near to your heart and that it's nothing that you want us to pursue out of just condemning us or keeping us from fun things. God, no, I truly believe and just know um, by experience of your love, Lord, that it's because you're keeping us from hurt and that you love us so much, Lord, that you would ask us to just wait. Um, And I just thank you, Lord, for just being the good Father that you are, God. I love you so much, Lord. Would you anoint my lips? Would you be sure to to be the speaker today, Lord? Put myself aside and Holy Spirit, flow through my lips. And I pray that your words, Father, land onto good ground on every listener's heart, Lord. And I thank you so much that this word will go forth and be fruitful. I love you, God. And I just thank you again for every good thing, including purity. (laughs) Lead me, guide me. I'm yours, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, guys. Let me take a sip of water. You probably heard that. Y'all, it's Las Vegas. Heat is coming. And this dry heat, this is, I know, obviously, nothing to do with purity. (laughs) But this dry heat is crazy. I feel like I have to drink water every five seconds because my mouth gets dry. It's crazy. Anyway. So if you hear me pull aside for a second to take a swig, you might hear that. That's my little water bottle that I have here. So purity, guys, this is deep. And I trust that every listener who chose to take some time to listen to this episode, um, that you were meant to be here. I trust that, that it's not a coincidence that you chose to listen to this episode. And my only prayer is that, like I said, like I asked the Lord to do is that, you know, you really um, leave this episode with the um, pursuit of purity. So without furthermore, I wanted to open up this episode with this scripture that was that landed on my heart for this topic, and it's Proverbs 5, 15 through 19, and though there are many, 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 many scriptures regarding sex before marriage within the word, this for some reason is the one that's stuck And for time's sake, this is just the one that I'm going to go over. So Proverbs 5, 15 through 19, um, the Passion Translation, my gosh, it goes, My son, share your love with your wife alone. Drink from her well of pleasure and from no other. Why would you have sex with a stranger or with anyone other than her? Reserve this pleasure for you and her alone and not with another. Your sex life will be blessed as you take joy and pleasure in the wife of your youth. Let her breasts be your satisfaction and let her embrace intoxicate you at all times. Be continually delighted and ravished with her love. So if you ever doubt that sex is a bad or ever think that sex is a bad thing, We shouldn't be doing it whatsoever. That's wrong. No, that's wrong way of thinking. Sex is actually a very beautiful and good thing that God created to be enjoyed, obviously. I mean, his word is saying all these things. (laughs) But I love how the scripture opens up with share your love with your wife alone. You know, why it's in, in verse 16. Why would you have sex with a stranger or with anyone other than her? Right. So. It's very clear in the in the in the word as to what a wife is, right, and what a husband is. A wife and husband come together in holy matrimony under one name, and they become one. And it's 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 it's, it's a sacred thing, y'all. It's a holy thing um, when you become a wife and when you become a husband. So I know that there are some of us listening to this episode that are living with a boyfriend or have been with their significant other for many years. And, um, maybe y'all even have kids together, you know, and you're like, well, dang, this is probably stepping on my toes right now because I mean, we're so far in, I mean, you know, how am I supposed to go about the situation? If I'm already, I've already been with my significant other for years and we've been living together for years. We have a family. Well, that is not my job to tell you what to do, friend. My only job today is to deliver this message of purity with love. This is just truth and I'm saying it in love. And I'm just going to release the rest to the Holy Spirit and that's, that'll be between you and the Lord. And I don't want to make anyone feel condemned or, or belittled because friend, let me tell you, I was not, (laughs) obviously I'm not perfect still, but as regarding my sex life, I was not a virgin whenever I was, I got married, you know? So um, with that being said, I want to dive into a quick story time just to kind of give you some background and why I would even be, um, you know, someone to talk about the subject of purity. So um, when me and Stephen met, I was 21 and this was, I believe, three or four years into walking with the Lord. Now at this time, I had, I was truly falling in love with Jesus. Um, like I just was head over heels for him, I believe at this time and, and learning more about him and learning, really learning this walk of faith and walking with him. And when Steven came into my life, um, he and I were dating for a month and then we began or phone dating. Then we began to personal date after that month. And then we began to, um, come and visit each other. Cause he was from a different town every week, almost every week. And four months later, it moved fairly quickly. Um, I moved in with him, and if you tuned into the last episode, you got the the, the beginning factor of this, right? So, yes, this is the fast forward edition. <laughs> so I moved in with him after about four ish months, and um, again, at this time, it's it's it's. I'm very, I'm still somewhat. I would consider a baby Christian, <laughs> in a sense, growing, learning, and I will be honest and say that I did not feel convicted um, whenever I was living with Stephen in, in, in the beginning. It was just not something that the Lord was working on my heart about, and it was something that I had yet to study or really get a revelation for myself about. I thought that it was okay because I just knew in my heart that I was going to marry this man. So I was like, well, I pursued purity before I met him, you know, exited that toxic relationship, pursued purity, you know, and waited. And I know this is my husband, so it's okay, was what, was my heart's posture. And by the grace and mercy of God, you know, he allowed me to continue to think that way while he worked on other things in my heart, you know. And so two years, y'all, two years down the road of living with Stephen, we're happy we are thriving in our relationship. Um, I was a teen uh, director at a boys and girls club. He had um, you know, a great job. And you we know, were both just being effective in our community. We lived in a small town in Texas. And out of, out of nowhere, y'all, I kid you not, we were buying a house. I, I'm just trying to paint a picture as to how deep I was in with this man, my husband now, but at the time my boyfriend You know, we're buying the house, and all of a sudden, each time, y'all, each time that we would, you know, make love, I felt heavily convicted, and I began to realize that it was now a season, the, the season that the Lord was wanting to deal with me on purity, and I was so nervous to talk to this about, to talk to Stephen about this, because in his eyes, I mean you know, we're fine. We've been living together for two years. How is he supposed to take me confronting him and saying, hey, I don't think we should be having sex anymore after two years of living together, you know? He, too, was a baby Christian at the time. And I just had this discernment, this gut feeling that he wouldn't understand yet. And that being said, I mean, I know that that stems from he and I both being um, introduced to sexual things from at a very young age. And, um, he and I both come from similar backgrounds of, uh, people not getting married in our family. Like no one gets married on, on, on my side of the family. And if they do, it's a very unhealthy marriage and on his side as well, no one gets married on his side of the family. And if they were married, it's not healthy. It's not, um, the way God designed for it to be, you know, it's not biblical as to how, the marriages that were an influence on our lives were modeled. That makes sense. Anyway, so I was nervous to bring up the topic, but I did. We were on our way to San Antonio, I believe, one day, and I just asked him, I said, how would you feel if we pursued purity within our sex life, you know? And he's like, are you saying not have sex anymore? And I said, yeah. He's like, I don't know how that would work. Like, how are we not going to have sex? And why are you just bringing this up? Like, we've been together for two years. Like, He was not, his heart was closed to the conversation and it wasn't, he wasn't ready to receive this. And I was, um, I mean, it was just my season. It was my time. And I'm sad that it wasn't at the right. It wasn't the time for both of us. It was just my time. And I don't understand. I didn't understand at the time. So there I was heartbroken, silently heartbroken, um, after that conversation, not knowing what to do. And day after day would pass, week after week. And I just knew that the Lord was telling me to leave Stephen. And I was so sad, y'all. I was so sad because I loved him. Like, he was a great man. He, He respected me. Like, he was just everything I would ever want in a husband. And the Lord was asking me, hey, you know, would you leave this situation? Because it's keeping you from going to the next glory. And Friends, mind you, I mean, God will use you. God is, if you have a heart for him and you're, you're living to please him while he deals with, you know, your sin, that's why, that's why, you know, we come as we are, right? We don't have to worry about the baggage that we come with. We just come and along the journey, the Lord begins to take the baggage away and deal with the, the, the hidden wounds in our hearts. Right. And so, um, yeah. So I don't know where I was going with that. Maybe someone needed to hear that anyway. So uh, again, week after week passed and I just came to a place of, I just couldn't take it anymore. I couldn't, I couldn't ignore this conviction any longer. I was like, you know what? This is going to suck. It's going to hurt, but and I don't want to do this, but I've got to do it because I love the Lord and I don't want to grieve his heart. I can, I could just Feel that I was now being in disobedience to what the Holy Spirit was prompting me to do, and so before telling Stephen, I put my two weeks' notice in at my job. I was so sad because I had gained, like, gained such great relationships with teenagers. There led so many to the Lord, and it was just a great season for me at twenty-three. And um, put my two weeks' notice and come home, and I tell him, "Hey, you know, I um, I'm going to leave." And he was just so just shocked. He didn't understand. And I just began to explain to him that I it was I could just sense so deeply that it was my season to learn um, to really begin to practice purity. And I had this revelation that the Lord wanted me to take back my purity before I was married. And um, because it was something that the enemy had stolen when I was six years old. And from then on, you know, there was tons of perversion in my childhood, y'all, like just tons of molestation and, and, um, just lots of dark and ugly things that went on, um, you know, sexually as a child. So I knew I had the revelation that the Lord wanted me to take back my purity before I was married. And I knew how, it, I knew that He knew how important that was for me. And, and that's just the beauty of God. He, everything he good he does is for the good of those who love him you know he never asks us to do something that's going to hurt us it may hurt temporarily It may be uncomfortable temporarily, but for the long-term, God is thinking long-term. God is thinking longevity. God is thinking 30 years down the road. God is thinking about your kids and your children's children. He's thinking about generations to come. He's not just thinking of, he's more concerned for your family line than your feelings in this moment, right? So that's a revelation I had caught, and even though it hurt and it's staying in my heart, I knew I had to leave, so I asked him, Lord, would you provide a car? Because I had sold my previous car. Me and Stephen were then sharing a vehicle. And would you provide a house? And would you provide a job? And I'll go. And kid you not, hand on the Bible. Literally, it's right here. <laughs> um, the Lord did. He provided a vehicle. I had $1,000 saved. Um, and I had crappy credit. I think my credit was around 500 at the time. So I went to a dealership, spoke to a friend that worked there, asked him, hey, what can I get with this? And lo and behold, I actually still have this car to this day. Uh, it's about to be paid off. Thank you, Jesus. But yeah, he, he provided a vehicle. He provided a place to stay. Uh, it was a, a co sign or co-lease. I believe it's what it's called. Whenever someone is unable to um, go through with their lease, they look for someone else to take over the lease. Well, I found that apartment and it matched my budget. And uh, as far as the time goes, so that door opened, the car door opened, and the only thing I was missing was my job. But I trusted the Lord was going to come through with that. I already seen and knew that He was in the midst of this and that I was going in the right direction, making the right decisions based on His provision, right? So the last day I'm there, I look at Stephen. Stephen, I love you, babe, if you ever hear this episode. <laughs> And I'm going to put him on blast, but you know, of course he was upset. He was very, very upset. You know, tears in his eyes, didn't say very much at all. I could just feel his heart. And I too, y'all, I too was very hurt, but I knew I had, I was hurt, but I had peace, you know, peace that just passed all understanding, but this peace that only the Holy Spirit can give. I held his hands, looked him in the, looked him in the eye and said, I love you, Stephen, but I love God more. And so I kissed his cheek and I left never knowing if I was going to see him again, never knowing if the Lord was going to allow us to ever be together again. Just didn't know what. I didn't I didn't know if I wasted 2 years of my life with him. I don't I didn't know. I didn't know. I at that time I'm thinking, I thought he was the one, but I guess not. You know, and if he's not the one cuz he didn't even want to discuss marriage. Each time that I would bring up marriage, he would say, Maybe someday, but not, not now. Um, and again, I think that stems from just being raised by um, or being raised around either people not getting married in his family or being in a very unhealthy, toxic marriage. So marriage for him was an ugly picture and he didn't want any part of it. And I could sense it. So just to like tickle my ears, he would say maybe someday because he knew that I knew I wanted to be a wife. Uh, well, I was a wife, but I no, I didn't have a ring yet, but I knew I was a wife, you know? So anyway, it wasn't for me or so. I was just like, well, I guess my husband's somewhere else out there and I'm not going to spend my time wasting here. I'm, I'm not going to spend my, I mean, I'm not going to waste my time staying here if my husband's out there, you know? And so as much as, lo- as much love I had for Stephen, I left just trusting that I was obeying the Lord. I scream, cried y'all, ugly cried, like ugly cry driving all the way to lubbock it was about an hour and a half drive from where i lived uh going to the apartment that the lord provided and i was just like lord i trust you this hurts i'm sad i'm heartbroken i really love this man but i trust you i know that you're a good father you've never let me down and i know you never will i trust you you know just please mend my broken heart please give me strength to you know walk this thing out, and, uh, and that, so to speak. So I get to my new apartment. The next morning, I had a mentor. She calls me. She says, hey, you know how'd the move go? Because she was being informed along the way. So it goes, it's good. I'm just still looking for a job. She's like, perfect. Um, there's actually a position available at the office in front of me. They, they're AFLAC, and I, I told them about you, and if you're if you're interested, we can have an interview this morning. And so I just knew I was right smack dack in the middle of the Lord's will for my life and that I was being obedient because, guys, the very next day of me moving to that apartment, he had provided a job, which I knew that he would, but it was just so crazy. So I started working for Aflac, and um, I had about five months or so on that lease. So there I go for the rest of the summer, and uh, I began to, you know, just – pursue purity again and be single. I wasn't looking for a a guy anymore. I, I wasn't looking for a man or anything. Uh, I just was hanging out with my friends and working. I had, I started my Zumba classes, um, in a little town outside of Lubbock and just doing my own thing, you know, just getting comfortable with being alone again. Um, just me and the Lord. And there was this one day I, come to my front door and I see this sign and it was like basically a note from the apartment complex saying, your lease is almost up. Are you going to, you know, uh, renew the lease? Are you moving out? What's, what's, what's going on? You know? So I began to pray on it and I said, Lord, what do I do? You know, what do I do? And I kid you not y'all, y'all like two days later, I get a phone call, right? And it's Steven. And he was like, we hadn't talked very much at all. Right. So he and I were very just distant in this time. Of course, we're no longer dating. And I just thought that that was it for me and him. And so hearing his voice and just him being so vulnerable with me that day, was just so, I don't know. I missed him. And he was like, Brandy, I've been thinking a lot. And he didn't know about my lease. Y'all. He didn't know when my lease was up or anything. But he says, I've been thinking these past, you know, a few months and he's like, Brandy, I don't think I can, I can, I want to, I want he said, I don't think I'll want to live without you. He goes, I know that you're different. You are different. I know that I will never meet another woman like you. And if I let you, I let you walk out of my life. And if I let you go forever, I know that there will never be another you that I meet. And I'm sad about that. Like he goes, I don't want to see you with someone else. I don't, he's, I want to be that one to be with you for the rest of your life. I want to be that man to, you know, really chase these dreams with you. And and I'm crying, y'all. I'm just like, okay, like, where's he going with this? You know? And he told me, he goes, Brandy, I know that this is important to you. So I'm sorry for telling you that, you know, I wouldn't pursue purity with you, but If you give me another chance, I would be happy to pursue purity with you because I know how important it is to you. And I know that, you know, your love for the Lord is just so strong that this is something that's non-negotiable with you. And I respect that. And I love that. And that inspires me, Brandy. Like, you inspire me to want to love the Lord more and more because it's just beautiful, blah, blah, la. And I'm just like, okay. It's like, if you give me another chance – Let's pursue purity together and we'll get married. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I couldn't believe it, y'all. I could not believe it. I was just, like, struck in awe. And so from that point forward, if I stood here or sat here, well, let me – hold on. Pump the brakes for a second. So I began to see, wow, Lord, like, it was – As long as I had stayed with Stephen, there was no chance of him being able to be alone with you, one, and really reflect on, you know, having a woman of the Lord. You know what I mean? A true woman of God who's after his heart. He would have just stayed and have been comfortable if I would have stayed. He would have just been playing that whole, hey, we're okay if I had stayed, you know? And so God knew that... I needed to leave in order for him to be alone with God and for the Lord to work on his heart and really remove the scales from his eyes to see what God was up to between he and I. And I'm just so thankful for the Lord for giving me strength to, to, to leave him, you know, for giving me that dignity to, to, to stand firm on who God had made me to be. And that is a holy, righteous woman that, you know, I stand firm in because of the blood of Jesus, because of the cross. I believe that I am made righteous, um, with Christ, you know? And so I wanted to walk that walk. And I had always told the Lord, I've always told the Lord, Lord, I want to be the real deal. I want to be like Paul. I want to be like Deborah. Like, I just want to be the real deal. I don't want to be a, a false prophet. I don't want to be you know, someone who's just about themselves. I, 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 Lord, strip me of anything that doesn't please you, God. I want to be all about you. And if there's anything that's unpleasing, please convict me. And sure, guys, I, I get convicted of many things, you know, here and there, because you know I am in this flesh. My spirit is in this flesh, but I continue on. Still, like Paul says, I press on. <laughs> So him um the Lord knowing that um I believe that he honored you know my decision and he worked on Stephen's heart while I was gone. And so um I believe it was about 8 months later that we got married on July 6th. Now, during those 8 months friends, can I sit here and tell you that we never had sex one time? No, I'd be lying to you. Honestly, I'm going to be real with you. However, I will say that since Stephen and I had made that commitment to each other, and that commitment to the Lord that we were going to wait for marriage and truly pursue purity together. That each time out of the few times that it did happen, he and I did not. It was not enjoyable. We both felt heavily convicted. It was just like God's blessing wasn't there. You know, it wasn't there in our in our sex life. If you'd say every time we try to like or we'd fall into temptation of sleeping together. And we, we just got sick of it. And we're like, you know what? No, we both put our foot down. And we're like, seriously, st- we need to stop. Like, this is not okay. Let's wait for our marriage. And so at least three, four months before our marriage, we did not have sex. And we really, coming from a background, again, friends, of having sex all throughout our teenage years, um, me having, you know, perversion struck my life all throughout my childhood well, the majority of my childhood from six years on on up, you know, sex had always been a part of my life. So it was truly a stronghold that I had to battle through in order to really be released from perversion and from those things that the enemy had a foothold on me with, you know? And I believe that that is why the Lord was so persistent on me to pursue purity because he wanted me to win. He says, no, Brandy, you, you take that, your purity back from the enemy and I want you to be pure and and when I when you stand at the altar in front of me with your husband. And now I'm able to be very raw and real with people who um are like me who have you know who have had sex you know before marriage, but they have that if you're after God's own heart and you're you're having those convictions like I had, I believe, friend, that there is a reason, there is a reason why the Lord, it's not, it's for our, it's for your good. I promise you it's for your good. Even if you're living with your significant other, and it's been years that y'all have been together yet no merit. Like he's not trying to put a ring on it. Then you're like the the old saying, girl, you allowing him to, to milk the cow without owning the cow or something like that. Crap. I probably just butchered that. My bad. (laughs) But you know what I'm saying though, right? Like You are, you are a gem. Okay. You are royalty. You are a daughter of the most high God. You are the daughter of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords friend. And that's something that I have to realize for myself. Like, no, I am a woman of God. I'm a woman of valor and of truth and of purity. And I'm going to wait until I'm married no matter how many times I've messed up before, I'm going to dig my heels in and fight for this thing. I'm going to fight for purity. I'm going to fight for this. No. And if a man truly just does not budge and he's just like, no, I'm sorry. Like we're not getting married. We're not going to do this. Then friend, woman of God, then you really have to go into your prayer, your war room, and really speak to the Lord about that. And really, really ask for guidance and strength as to what to do next. I'm not going to tell you what to do next. But the, the word is very clear as to the expectations and the standards of what a woman of God, ought to, of how a woman of God ought to live. Right? And so in your life, your story is probably completely different from mine. But friend, what the one thing is the same is that we are both daughters of the Most High God. Okay? So sex is a good thing. Right, but with the wrong person outside of marriage, it can be a curse, it can be just everything that God didn't design for it to be. Within marriage, friend, I can testify that within marriage, sex is bliss, it is beautiful, it is enjoyable, it is pleasurable. It's nice to know that I will never need another man to to please me, and Stephen will never need another woman to please him. That we we belong to each other, we are one. And we, it's a holy matrimony, sacred thing that he and I get to experience with each other and each other alone. And it's a beautiful thing. And it is worth waiting on friend. If I could do it all over again, and if I knew all that I know now, I would do it all over again and pursue purity from the get guys. So if that's you and you feel convicted, take it to the Lord, repent, and just take it to him and ask him to give you the next step the strength and guidance to pursue purity and um, really receive the blessing whenever it's time for your marriage to come to place, friend. I love you so much. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope it sowed nothing but peace and encouragement. Until next time, friends, be loved. Hey love, thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I really do pray you're leaving with refreshed faith in whatever area God is walking with you through. Rates and reviews are always appreciated so others can find this show. And if you feel like someone else could use some pep in their staff with what we talked about today, be that friend to share this episode directly or share on your Facebook or Instagram story and tag me at be.loved.beloved so I can say thank you. Also, if you're a reader, be sure to check out my latest blogs at www.brandyluna.com, or snag my book, Like a Palm Tree, on Amazon. My true life story of how God allowed a storm of life to rush me, but didn't allow it to break me. That could be you too, boo. Until next time, be loved.